from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Mayor Harding marks 100 days in office. During the election campaign, Theresa Harding released a 100-day plan. How much has been achieved? We'll find out in this episode, along with the latest on the future of Swift's tenure over Cameron Park. Council standing committees about to be six in number in a sensible move which dispenses with the mega general purposes committee. And the mayor cleared by the Triple C over allegations centred on the election campaign. It's Wednesday, July 29, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Last week, Ipswich Mayor Theresa Harding marked 100 days in office. During the election campaign, the Mayor promoted a very long to-do list to be completed in less than four months. And Theresa Harding joins me now. Thanks for talking with Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. Hi, Alan. Thank you for the invitation. Firstly, how many on the list have you achieved in that 100 days? Look, I'm delighted to report um, that we have, of all the 21 items, um, they've all, all been achieved or are on track as of last week. One of the biggest was the Transparency and Integrity Hub, which is still a work in progress. What do you want on the hub that isn't there yet? More detail. Alan, definitely want more detail on uh, on the expenses and, and certainly uh, councillor expenses. I think it's really important. Councillor names against travel expenses is one I'm hearing back from the community. And you're also proposing uh, tenders of more than $10,000. Yes, I moved the mayoral motion at the council uh, uh, at the ordinary meeting to make sure that uh, that the council is in alignment with the state and federal governments, that uh, any procurement over $10,000 is up on the hub. At the moment, the Local Government Act only has the procurements over 200000 are published publicly. Well, more broadly, what's the feedback you're getting from the community on the hub itself? Oh, they're just loving it. They just want to know how their money's being spent. They're also liking that we're live streaming our meetings so they can actually see how we make our decisions. So, look, we're doing trying really hard to um, show people how their money's being spent and how we're making decisions. Also last week, you announced the Ipswich Leaders Alliance. Now, what is it and what do you hope to achieve? We need a mechanism in council um, to lobby successfully the state and federal governments for money. The local government only, the council only gets 3% of all taxes that people pay. The state and federal governments collect 97%. So we can't build the roads, bridges and rail that we so desperately need out here. We're the fastest growing part of Queensland uh, without actually lobbying the state and federal governments. Now we have a, a state government election on the 31st of October. So my intent was to bring together the, the leaders of Ipswich uh, across business and community and academia and put a really strong case forward to the, all the state candidates and the state party leaders to say this is, these are the needs uh, of the Ipswich region. This week's council meeting pushed a very big agenda, including the creation of five new committees to replace what I've called the mega committee, that's the general purposes committee. Why has this been necessary? I think you hit the nail on the head. We had the, the mega committee there, uh, Alan. Um, it's just a, a, a huge agenda. And we need to break those down into, I guess, subcommittees and making sure that mm-hmm. as, as we move forward um, are actually addressed and each of the committees can spend 
quite a bit of time in evaluating and analysing what's been put forward to us, as well as driving that agenda forward. The ongoing indecision over the future of Swifts and Cameron Park was laid on the table at committee last week, and Council was looking at three options, either keep the land, sell it to Swifts, or sell it to Swifts after community consultation. Why has there been their delay, and, and, and where do we go to from here? Yeah, sure. In June last year, Swifts were asked by Council, that was a Council resolution, to, to develop a master plan and to do appropriate community consultation. And to date, Swifts haven't done a master plan, and certainly they did some community consultation uh, last year, but it was certainly, I guess it's pretty hard to do consultation properly when you don't have a plan to, to show people. So what we'd like to do is actually um, speak with um, those involved and get more of an understanding and, and see what we can do moving forward. I think it's really important that, that SWIFT, um, as well as the residents, uh, are heard. Um, it's really important, I think, this council makes sure we listen to the residents and, and the local clubs and see what we, what's best for the people of Ipswich. Apart from those residents directly across the road from Swifts and surrounding the park, do you think there's widespread knowledge in the broader community of the proposal? No, I don't think there is. I attended one of the two uh, consultation evenings last year and there wasn't uh, not that many people. And I think it's because there wasn't a, a plan and there was no real... Um, I guess, media about it. So there was only, I think, one newspaper article, but there wasn't, it wasn't heavily publicised as well. A proposal for a stray cat reduction program as opposed to feral cats was presented at committee last week and accepted in part. Now, the council meeting this week heard the first public participation from Dr Jackie Rand representing the Australian Pet Welfare Association. So what was finally decided at the meeting this week, Mayor Harding? Well, there were three recommendations to what um, Dr. Jackie Wren was putting forward. Um, and I guess from a council perspective, we decided to decline the request from the Australian Pet Welfare Foundation to participate in a trial cat reduction program as part of the 2020-2021 operational plan. Uh, we have instructed that the council officers prepare a report on a possible cat reduction pilot program with no financial support or in-kind contribution from the Ipswich City Council. We're very aware of the cost implications of the ratepayers of Ipswich. And, and the last recommendation was that council request the officers to reconsider the proposal as part of council's budget discussions in 2021 and 2022. So I think those budget discussions will probably start in, at the end of this year. Uh, we'll certainly look at the report from the council officers on how we do reduce the, uh, the stray cat population. In previous councils, at least in recent times, I don't recall the use of a Merrill Minute on the council meeting agenda. This week, you had another two. Can you briefly tell us about those? Yeah, the first one was on a uh, waste and mining working group um, to prepare a clean slate white paper. We really need to address uh, this this ongoing issue with the waste as our residential area grows. And the community and residents are really clear that this complex and uncertain issue with the dumps and, and waste here needs to be dealt with. So, look, if the City Council takes in 58% of all the waste of Queensland and 73% of all the waste in South East Queensland. We can't continue that. And I'm sure the rest of Queensland loves that we do that. But we, something needs to happen and we're going to work together with the local community um, and as well as industry representatives from the, from the waste operators to work out what we can do to improve things. What are you hoping will be the first tangible result from this move? Look, our, our first thing we to develop that clean slate white paper to outline the, the challenges we currently have and what opportunities we have to determine a, a preferred future state of, of waste here in Ipswich. Um, we'll also provide input to the upcoming review of the Council's material recovery plan 
as well as, you know, we'll be obviously contributing as accounts to anything that's happening in southeast Queensland, Queensland and Australia when it comes to reducing waste and increasing recycling and recovery work. Your second Mayoral Minute was about the reduction of the threshold to publish tenders online. It's a fairly sweeping move from 200000 down to $10,000. Why have you done this? Uh, transparency. We people The vote pays of Ipswich deserve to know exactly how their money is being spent. Um, at the moment, the Local Government Act states that we only need to disclose anything that costs over $200,000. Uh, in my mind, that's way too high. The federal and state governments actually have that threshold set at $10,000. So to me, it was a pretty clear-cut uh, thing for us to do, and, and it was endorsed unanimously by all the councillors to to bring that threshold down so the people of Ipswich will see, uh, you know, how their money's being spent. I am getting resistance in, in, in certain areas of people who do want things to be done the old way and I won't be doing that. We need to be open with people, we need to be transparent and this council will be accountable to the people of Ipswich and part of that is for us to show how we're spending their money on their behalf. And finally, Mia Harding, I can't let you go without asking about the recent referral to the Triple C and the subsequent clearing of your name. Do you know when the complaint was lodged and what was actually alleged? Uh, look, thank you for that question because I think it was really important after the history we've had here in Ipswich. Um, I had no idea that the complaint had been made uh, until I was uh, rung by the journalist. Um, I provided the journalist with um, the receipts to show that I had purchased legally purchased a, a public document. Um, it's really unfortunate that the that the Courier Mail decided to proceed to to publish a story which I think contained a lot of inaccuracies. But it was great to see a few hours later that they actually um, um, updated their story and it was far more accurate and showed that uh, whilst the complaint had been made, I'd be completely cleared and there was no investigation. Do you think it was a case of a, a sore loser by a rival or a or a set of rival candidates? Uh, I've got no idea. Part of the process is I've got no idea who puts the complaints in. I've got no idea because um, certainly one of the um, other candidates was probably – he probably wouldn't have liked this story to come out either. So I actually had, don't know. I don't think it was probably the um, the other candidate that actually pulled the story out. Um, I just won't know. I guess that's just the process we have with the Triple C. And I've got to say, um, Alan, I, I, I encourage scrutiny. I think it's really important. But I also think it, you know, it also takes up the time of these um, really important agencies to make sure that they ferret out corruption. So I think um, genuine um, complaints where there is uh, the view of, of corruption or any or fraud or anything like that must be brought forward. And I encourage people to continue to do that. Mayor Harding, appreciate your time once again. Thank you for talking to Ipswich Today. Thank you, Alan. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today website or Facebook page and leave a message. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.